Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday the 15th of September. Today, an early concern for the 2022 World Cup, a Will Bukowski-shaped silver lining for the summer of cricket, and the Anzac rivalry to resume tonight. But first... After only managing seven wins this season, we kind of know that Essendon has issues with their kicking, handballing and any other football-related body parts. But I didn't realise they'd developed short-term memory loss. Have you all got amnesia? James Hurt, arguably the greatest player in Essendon's history. Five-time best and fairest, five-times All-Australian, a Premiership player, a Brownlow medalist and a Norm Smith medalist. But then he was also the coach when that whole Asada business happened. I have a level of responsibility in that. Um, I should have known more. I should have done more when the opportunity came. And I feel extremely guilty for that and bad for that. And I can only apologise for that because I made decisions in, in real time that in hindsight I think were wrong. Those wrong decisions saw most of the Essendon playing list at the time forced to set out the 2016 season, and then club captain Joe Watson stripped of his 2012 Brownlow medal. Heard himself was handed a 12-month suspension during his tenure as coach over the scandal before resigning in 2015. But somehow, somehow, just seven years later, the Bombers believe Heard could be ready to coach them again. Was Heard one of the four candidates? I think Robbo <laughs> wrote that tonight, so... That's fairly accurate. Do you feel like you can come at the James Heard case completely impartially without the residue of the past? I think you have to with every candidate. Former Hawks and D's player Jordan Lewis, who is part of the Bombers committee searching for the next coach, speaking to AFL 360 last night about the fact that James Heard is one of the four candidates the club interviewed yesterday to potentially fill the void left by sacked coach Ben Rutten. The Bombers are also reportedly interested in former Adelaide Crows coach Don Pike, former North Melbourne coach Chris Scott and Hawthorne assistant Adam Uze, as well as Hurd, who has spent the past season working as part of GWS's coaching staff. And while the Bombers aren't expected to make a decision until the end of the month, it would seem that they are preparing for their prodigal son to return home. <laughs> It is almost time to celebrate the cup of life once more as we count down to the FIFA Men's World Cup being held in Qatar that kicks off on the 20th of November. And with the Socceroos having secured qualification, we at the scorecard are paying particularly close attention to every little detail, or at least the life-threatening ones. Over the weekend, a test event was held at the Lusail Stadium in Qatar. The brand new stadium seats 80,000 and is the largest of the eight stadiums purpose-built for the World Cup and will be the venue for the cup final in December. But judging by the testament, there are still a few kinks to wind out. We've got work to do. International news agency Reuters reports that despite 34 degree temperatures and sky high humidity, the stadium had run out of water by half time and the state of the art cooling system failed to counter the stifling conditions for the nearly sold out crowd. The Supreme Committee for Delivery and Legacy, what a name, who are responsible for organising the tournament, said the test event achieved its purpose in identifying operational issues and providing lessons to ensure a seamless World Cup. There's no need for panic. Repeat, there's no reason to panic. Which is good news, especially given that of the 3 million tickets available for the whole tournament, a reported 2.45 million have already been sold, with an expected 1.2 million people set to visit the country during the World Cup. 
He's hoping that by then they've put in a bigger order for some more water. Now that's what I call a quality tool. Look, I know we've already started playing some international fixtures against Zimbabwe and New Zealand, but as far as I'm concerned, we can't really start to talk about cricket until footy finals are finished. That makes sense. But indulge me for a moment, because there is something very promising on the cricket horizon. A much-awaited debut for Will Pukowski, and he picks up 50 in his maiden test match at the SCG. Will Pukowski the long-heralded batting prodigy who made his test debut at the tender age of 22 before concussions forced him to take time away from the sport, has made a bright start to the summer of cricket, scoring an unbeaten 193, playing for Victoria's second 11 against New South Wales. Pukowski spent over 11 hours at the crease during the innings before retiring seven runs shy of a double ton. What a waste. But of course, for Will Pukowski, a player who once suffered a concussion after accidentally kicking a volleyball into his own head, the innings wasn't without incident after he was forced to take a well-earned breather after copying a delivery to his Willie Pukowski. Crunch, right in the nuts. Bruce groin aside, he's hoping Pukowski's trajectory continues in an upward fashion and we see him back in the baggy green sooner rather than later. Oh, that song can mean only one thing. Tonight, the Anzac rivalry resumes. Final score at Eden Park. 57, yes, you heard it right, 57, 22, and the Bledisloe Cup will stay in New Zealand for another year. The Bledisloe Cup kicks off tonight when the Wallabies and the All Blacks do battle tonight in the first test in front of a sold-out crowd at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne. Unsurprisingly, the All Blacks are the current holders of the big old trophy, and they've had possession of it for the last 19 years. Yes, the last time Australia won the Bledisloe Cup, John Howard was our Prime Minister, Facebook didn't exist, and the number one song was... Ah, the catch-up song. What a time to be alive. But it's been a 19-year-long drought for the Wallabies against the All Blacks, and tonight, things could be about to change, because after suffering four losses already this year, the All Blacks seem beatable. If it bleeds, we can kill it. The Wallabies have recalled 33-year-old veteran Bernard Foley at 5'8", replacing Noel Alessio, who hasn't recovered from a concussion, marking the veteran Foley's first appearance in the green and gold since 2019. But it's not just the Bledisloe up for grabs. What else is there? The Rugby Championship. New Zealand currently sit atop the standing and Australia is third, but both sides are still in the running to claim this year's championship, meaning that tonight's game might just be the single most important game of rugby union you'll see all year. You can catch the game on Channel 9 or Stan Sport from 7.30. Go Wallabies. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on your week-ending edition of The Scorecard. Listener.